experimental game episode. The little game of Sordorino. It's, it's game of Sordorino. What game are we playing today? Today, well, do you want to explain why we're doing this first? Sure. Hi, everybody. It's me, Katie Sordorino. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's, it's me, Agu. I'm feeling very <laughs> empowered because I'm dressed like a spaceship mechanic. You, you really are. And also, I feel like I just keep looking away from the microphone to talk to you. That's fine. You don't have to look at here. We can. Well, just gonna... oh yeah, look at that. There we go. That's good. Um, go. But so hey, so hey everybody, welcome to. This is gonna be a little bit of an experimental episode because Eric and I were talking the other day about how much we like TTRPGs and world building stuff and world building stuff that isn't necessarily D and D. Like we like D and D. D and D is great. But there are so many other interesting, cool games um, that. Honestly, I like I don't want to like shoehorn neurodiversity into it, but one of the things that I've really been realizing is how well these type of games sort of like scratch my brain mm. in a way that like, again, I love D&D, big old fan of D&D, but it's different. It's a different sort of experience. Um, and so Eric and I were talking and we were like, hey, we don't have anything particularly burning that we want to talk about today on the podcast. So what if instead we played one of those world building TTRPGs. And that's... And the result was doing that. And the result is that's <laughs> what we're going to do. Um, so we thought we would maybe turn this into like not an all the time thing, but like an every so often yeah. thing, trying out a cool TTRPG of different kinds and types. Um, there's a lot of cool up and coming like two person TTRPGs, no GM ones and stuff. So yeah, I also really like games that you can one play with two people but also the world building kind of games where you can't just like be straight up wrong. Yeah. You know, when you're playing D&D and games with like a lot of like on paper rules, yeah. there's a million things at any point. Yeah, you're going to forget your that, modifier. Exactly. Oh, I didn't add the plus whatever bad, to yeah. that or like, oh, that thing was actually out of range. I shouldn't have been able to do that, which is, you know, once you learn to navigate that, it's really fun. But I that sort of stresses me out knowing that like, oh, I got to make sure I'm, I don't know, following the rules, I suppose, whereas games like this, you know, sure, there's like game flow rules, but like you are literally making it up as you go along and there's no like GM to get mad at you, you know, at least not <laughs> in this particular game we're about to play, which is called. I'm sorry. Did you say street magic? No, I asked you what the game is called. Yeah, no, it's called. I'm sorry. Did you say street magic? First base. <laughs> um, so yeah so today we're going to be trying out a game it's called i'm sorry did you say street magic um by carl assertion which is just such a great name um and the thing that i love about i'm sorry did you say street magic is that it is just the simplest simplest guy i s d y s s m yes it is, I'm just trying to think of a shorter way of saying you could it. Probably it's, just say street magic. We need to say street magic. Let's do that. That'll be our cool. It's cool. Yeah. Little, do you play, whatever. Do you play SM? No, wait, that's something very different in our world. It's a very <laughs> different a question. Thing, yeah, that's a very is. different question. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, the thing with. Uh, so, you're sitting at home going, oh, good. I get to listen to them play a TTRPG, and I don't know how to play. Well, guess what? We're all going to learn how to play together. Yeah. I don't know how to play it. I've never played this game before. We kind of like ran through it really quickly the other day, but I, I, I'm with you, dear listener. I also do not know how to play this game. But it's super simple. So, I'm going to explain it as we go. Um, and most of it, I'm just going to read straight out of the out of the book because it's very well written and very straightforward. So here we go. Ready? I'm sorry. Did you say Street Magic is a city building story game? We take turns exploring our city. 
By the end of the game, we will have created a place that none of us could have imagined alone. Our agenda as players is to create a vibrant and multifaceted city, to fill that city with life and personality, and to expand on each other's ideas together. Unlike many tabletop games, I'm sorry did you say Street Magic is played without a game master or facilitator. The game goes back and forth between phases of independent and collaborative creation. At times, we will decide on certain aspects of the city as a group, or I guess just us. Do two people count as a group? Yeah, how much is a heap? I mean, you know. <laughs> um, but on your turn, each of us has complete control over what we add to the city. Um, Shout out to, oh my gosh, uh, uh, uh. The, the show where the robots fight each other. Battlebots? Battlebots, yeah. <laughs> the Complete Control is a really dope robot from Battlebots. I was just going to slip that in there and say, like, shout out to Complete Control for Battlebots, but I forgot the name of the thing, but I started anyways. Anyways, back to the, oh, really the description. Okay, so the first part of creating our city. So we're just, we're jumping in. That's it. That's yeah. all you need to know to start. Sweet, let's do it. Um, so the first part of creating our city is establishing its tone, the color and texture of the setting we want to explore. As a table or a podcast, <laughs> let's decide on three adjectives that will set the mood of our city. We should pick at least one from the list below. We don't have to, though. Uh, but we don't have to limit ourselves to these options. So we need three adjectives um that set the mood of our city you know it'd be really fun is if, if you did this but you asked like a random child like mad lib style to name the adjectives yeah. they'd be like poopy <laughs> we'd be like silly and so we end up like a poopy silly green city i don't know how you did that but you spit right into my eye you're wearing glasses how i know possible? it went around it like bullet bending yeah around I, I, my I angelina jolie from wanted in, you that was incredible wow anyway um okay so three, three adjectives. adjectives no i dropped the marker on the floor let's do uh oh no <sighs> uh i don't know i keep thinking really general but i've also okay. never been the game yeah so well like, i was gonna say like we're, we're like you don't you don't have to be an expert at, the, at this game yet you know so i want to say like calm okay you know calm like okay. a calm city or at least it looks calm you know okay calm i'm writing um, that down what do you got uh you know what's great for podcasts is silence. Well, yeah, um, actually, yeah, because that's easy to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's just going to think I have immediately good ideas. Yeah. Um, let's say ex uh, sprawling. Sprawling. Okay. Sprawling. Okay. Um, and then you pick the last one. What's like an adjective that means gives the impression that like something happened here that people don't talk about? You Ooh, know, like um, ominous, maybe. Yeah, sure. Ominous. Uh, Yeah. And let's just throw in poopy there, just just to be no okay. Oh, Next card. One day, one day. <laughs> <Okay>. Next card. <laughs> um, okay. We use these words. Okay, so this is coming from the. So this is next step. That's it. All you got to do. Three adjectives. That's okay. pretty good, right? It just it flows. I yeah. love it. Okay, so we use these words to start a brief conversation about our city. Let's come up with a big picture idea. Is it modern, riffing on a city that we're all familiar with? Is it set in the past or in a strange, speculative future? Do ghosts exist? Do robots? Do talking animals? I forgot to tell you about this part last. Oh, time. you can do like. You can do anything, anything. you want. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so so I'm gonna let you lead this because really? I've played this a lot and okay. I'm an idea slut, so <laughs> you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm tempted. I, I kind of want it to be like an analog city. Okay. You know, sort of like a early 1900s. Okay. Like midwestern city. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we'll say 
mid I'm just writing down some points. Midwesternish. Like uh Do you mean like steampunk or you just mean no, like, like prior actual to like the Industrial Revolution? Post so post Industrial Revolution. Okay. Um like think the, of like the uh the settling of the West kind of thing. Okay. You know, where like social security cards are starting to come out and people are talking about being on grids and stuff. So uh, our brother were at them. Like that era e type of stuff. Okay, so that's okay. That's very different than the Wild West. <laughs> well no, I said early. The Wild 19- West was like eighteen hundreds. Well no, I know. That's why I said settling the West. <laughs> okay. Like the period after that. Right. Like like Red Dead Redemption. You know. I'm thinking Okay, like, so you want like Western? Western, but like a sit like a settling city okay. that's like been okay. around for you know, a while now. So okay. think of like, it's a small city, but it's the biggest city that like most of the really rural homesteader type people okay. like know about. Okay. 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 So basically when like the, the development of like the East of like New York city or whatever starts to move West and clash with like yeah. outlaw culture and whatever, suddenly like Pinkertons are around. I'm thinking very Red Dead Redemption. Okay. So okay. I'm thinking like 1914. 1914. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What major world event happened in 1914? Uh, world War II or World War One was... Had World War One started or was about to start? Was that two? I don't know. I was just going to see what you came up with. Oh. Okay. Uh, Titanic sank two years before that. Uh, my grandfather would be born 22 years later. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, Western-ish, city-ish. Yeah, Western-ish, city-ish. Okay. Like... Is there any, I'm going to facilitate it a little bit. Is there any type of like magic in this world or is this very much like a real world one-to-one? Um, I think, yeah, there's magic, but okay. not like big lights and colors magic, okay. you know, like wizards are just walking around more like, um, like, uh, a, a movie where you're like, clearly there's some supernatural stuff going on, but it's nothing you could really point at, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe like. You know, there's uh, a store and everybody, you know, or or like a building and every store that opens there, the owner gets killed in, you know, on January 1st, every other year or whatever. Oh, but like clockwork, like every time, like it's not deniable, like that is true. Okay. And nobody fucking really knows why, but it's just like, okay, that's true. But like, so it's not like magic, like you can cast spells and stuff necessarily, but supernatural things kind of happen. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Okay, so now that we have that established, the first thing that we need to do is establish our or declare our compass. Um, And basically, the compass is just the theme or subject of exploration for this round of gameplay. So we're basically Mm. just setting the tone, right? Okay, yeah. So um, do you want to do that or shall I? Uh, Let's let's have you do it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say... The compass. Okay, and for our dear listeners at home, I've played this game a couple of times, and so that was one of the reasons why I was really excited to share it with Eric. Um, but the thing with the compass is that, like most of this game, it can be as creative or as specific as you want. So, like for instance, your compass might be hope. We're gonna ex- mm. e- like explore hope. Oh, so the compass is like or the direction that you're yeah, going. Okay. yeah 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 exactly direction of the compass or it can be something much more sort of like open-ended and like generative which is sort of like how i like to do it so um i'm gonna say the compass for this first round is when lightning strikes whoa that's not how you spell lightning 
It's podcast. You spelled that's it exactly right. right. I First time. It exactly. Nice right. handwriting too. Okay. Wow. And so that's basically it. That's the setup for the game. So cool. now mm-hmm. gameplay starts. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we're going to need to God, do. You can play this in like a car. You can play this, in, you can play this anywhere. You can play this anywhere where you have like something to write down and you really don't even need that because you could do it on your phone. Wow. That's cool. um, but OK, so the first thing that we're going to do is we're going there's sort of. How do I want to, I'm trying to explain this to people who are not going to be looking at the manual. So I'm trying to be like clever about how I do it. Um, so basically within this game, the, the idea is that you're exploring a city. So there are three things that can happen during a round. You can place a neighborhood, you can place a landmark, or you can place a resident. However, mm. those things are tiered. So to be able to place a landmark, a neighborhood already has to be mm. there. To place a resident, that resident has to be in a landmark. Sorry. So residents can only be placed on existing landmarks, which can only be placed on existing Yeah. So basically, you always have to start. So it's sort of like mm. um, you're always zooming in. Right, so you're right, starting right. with like the bigger area, the the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then you go, OK, well, what's something special in this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And then who is a person who hangs out at that special thing? Right. So when it's so, so you're not playing a person in the city, you're playing like the, the person playing the game of The Sims. Yes. Of. And oh. um, because <laughs> the interesting part about this game is that when you place a resident, that is when the role play scenario comes oh, in. Oh, cool. But you can go as hard on it as you want, right? So, okay. like, you can do, like, so let's say you build a neighborhood, and I'll just use an example. So I'm going to place a neighborhood, and it's going to be the bars, where all the bars are. Mm-hmm. Um, in that neighborhood, there is a really historic pub where, I don't know, the Declaration of Independence was signed. Mm-hmm. And in that pub worked a lovely young maiden who fell in love and saved the city or something like okay, right cool. um so when i place that resident i have the opportunity i can say okay i'm gonna play the lovely young maiden and you're gonna be the guy who woos me or vice versa mm-hmm. or i could say hey you're gonna be a montage of a hundred years worth of customers coming into this bar um you know so you can you really have a lot of flexibility about what you want to do does that okay. make sense yeah i spaced out for the last like 10 seconds cool I'm not going to repeat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so basically, you just have the option. We talk about accessibility in gaming and fuck no. Fuck I'm you. No, um, but no. So basically, you just have the option to do like one on one or you can just say, I have an idea for a scene uh. that will involve more than one character or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. just a way of like playing out, exploring the things that you want to explore. Cool. And is there a part of the game where we name the town or can we just name the town? We can name the town now, or you can say that you're going to name the downtown and that'll be like, it's, there's no, there's really not a lot of rules. Sweet. Okay. I want there to be a Springs something, you know, like a a blank and then Springs, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe we'll figure that out. Red Dead Springs. Red Dead Springs. (laughs) How about Hope Springs Eternal? (laughs) (laughs) uh, What about? Something Springs. What about Leaf Springs? Leaf Springs? It's a part of a car. Oh. And uh, full disclosure, I don't know what it does, but I know that cars have Leaf Springs. I feel like it's probably for driving over bumps. Yeah. Email us at ask it. Okay, cool. So, so something springs, something springs. Um, but okay. So for this first part of the game, um, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so we're going to both go, we'll place a neighborhood and then an event will happen, but let's get the Ooh. neighborhoods placed first. And that will be our first round of play. Cool. Let's do it. I hope you at home aren't terribly lost, but we're going to say, this is when the actual gameplay starts. We'll yeah. Mark, we'll mark that part in the yeah. in the notes. 
Okay, Eric. I'm gonna let you pick a neighborhood. Pick place a neighborhood. Okay. So let me read the part about exploring a neighborhood straight from the manual. So I know I'm getting straight from the manny. From the manny. Okay. To explore a neighborhood, take blank index card post-it. We're using post-its. Uh, whatever. Um, so you want to give it the following three elements: a title. This is what denizens of the city could call this neighborhood on a daily basis. It could be named after the local geography, the history of its residents, or the types of businesses that are conducted there, to name just a few examples. So that's the first thing you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to give it a reputation. In a couple of sentences, describe out loud the neighbor- neighborhood's general vibe. Is it predominantly residential or commercial? How do the residents think of themselves? What do other neighborhoods think of them? Um, and then... A true name. And this is where the game starts getting a little creative-y. Every neighborhood has a magic all its own. To confer a true name, come up with two or three descriptive sensory images that paint a clear picture of the neighborhood in your mind. Um, And that's basically it. Cool. So a true name would be like the place where people get their drugs or whatever? Or like... (laughs) It could be. Yeah. so, So a true name is like... Really, like, what is this narratively kind of thing? Yeah, like, it could be that. It could be also just like a feeling it evokes. Like, there's a lot of flexibility. Oh, okay. So, like, and also keep in mind, there's no like right way to do this. Okay. So, if I think you know, whispers in the shadows is the true name, and you're like the place where I buy weed, both of those things are just as valid. Sweet. So there's no, you're not going to oh get gosh, it wrong. This game is like infinite. Yeah. Because it's just like any, any, like you can really tell like how it's collaborative storytelling. Because if we had another person here, or if it was like you and someone else that isn't me, like the story you would tell would be completely different. Yeah, exactly. God, I love storytelling. Story I know. I games. love them so much. Um, I'm going to create a neighborhood called Wilkes, W-I-L-K-E-S, Village. <laughs> Wilkes Village. They sell a lot of booths there. Booths? Oh, fuck you. And a lot of Johns. <laughs> a lot of Johns. <laughs> um... Um, its reputation is affluent okay it's like a a nicer neighborhood not like a rich neighborhood but like a nice neighborhood you know um full of successful young professionals and i guess this is 1912 so if they're 22 that means they probably have like six or seven kids already i imagine (laughs) um affluent and its true name is hmm, status okay not necessarily just because the people who live there think it gives them status, but also the people who live there are interested in status. Mm. Within Wilkes Village, the fa- you know, status. Mm-hmm. Status has to do with a lot of stuff. Okay. Boom! And now I give you my little my little sticky note, and you put it on the little whiteboard that we're Thank playing you. with. Oh, also, we're playing on a whiteboard. We have, like, a little whiteboard in front of us. So the compass and the... Other stuff um, are written on the whiteboard, just so you can sort of help picture how we're playing this game. So now you do you do a neighborhood or can you all now do a landmark on? So for this first round, you I mean, technically, you can kind of play it however you want. But mm-hmm. neighborhoods are sometimes easier just because it gives us like sort of a couple of launching paths. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, so I'm going to say. Uh, to the far west of wilkes village springs um (laughs) tm 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 um there is a mountain range and in 
those there's gold in them that are hills oh. um and so there is a small sort of mining community like a like a shanty town um where the miners go to sort of like hang out in between shifts okay so um, this is definitely before child labor laws then i i don't know because if there's a bunch of miners running miners not miners ah! Ah, galaxy, galaxy quest, quest right ah. okay thanks you uh, that was you really set me up for that one thank you Miners, not miners. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say that it's called uh you know what? I'm just gonna say that it's called the mines. That's what they call it. The children yearn for the mines. Um, and its reputation is it's a little rough and tumble. It's a little um, you know, maybe not the greatest place uh to hang out, but you know, people are just trying to live their lives and get by. Um, and its true name is Eureka with an exclamation point. Cool. A place of discovery. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like the I like the the fact that you specified with an exclamation point. It's making me want to like have the true name be like a picture or something. Yeah. Or like it, a symbol. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally valid too. Like you can have like Fuck, images cool. or whatever be the true name. So like a true name could be like the wind in the willows or like you oh, know, I really want to see in the dark. like sketch artists do it, like my dad. Yeah, because he could do this whole game. Like, here's a little drawing yeah. of the village. Well, that's why this that was is one the of drawing the of the vibe. I think we I should figure out a way to play Quiet Year with your dad because the Quiet Year involves a map drawing component, right? Where you like it's helpful to have. My somebody. dad fucking loves drawing maps. Yeah, he did it his entire life. He <laughs> was a graphic designer. Okay, um, okay. so guy. that concludes the. Whoops. Oh, cool. So now there's an Evant. Yeah, hold on. Uh, so, so yeah, so that happens. Um, holding an event. After everyone has wandered the city during the current round, the player who first declared the compass finishes the round by creating an event that changes or alters the city in some way. Mm. Your event should be related to the compass that you set at the beginning of the round or to a card that was played during the round. Um and events are a good way to tie up loose ends on questions that arose during a round. However, an event can also be a chance to highlight an aspect of the compass that was unexplored or to recontextualize other elements of the city that were discovered during play. Mm. Um, so. Oh, so the compass changes every round. Yes. Okay. Okay. So at the top of every round, the compass changes. Then you wander the city. Mm -hmm. You can do the neighborhood landmark or resident. Mm -hmm. um, and then after we've both taken a turn doing that, we're going to call it a round then an event happens. And cool. so we get to say what happens during the event. And mm -hmm. then there's one more phase after that, but we'll do the event first just okay. to sort of contextualize. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that a strange sickness starts to make its way through Wilkes Village. Mm. Pe people start getting sick. They start not feeling well. Nobody is dying. Like this isn't like a like a dying type of plague. Mm -hmm. um, but there starts to be some kind of sickness um, and people start worrying about the water supply, about the safety of the food, like what's going on, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of um, sort of ill will and tension starts to build in the town. Mm. Um, okay. okay. So I'm going to write sickness. Um, and one of my favorite parts about this game is they have you fold the note. I always write it the wrong way. Um, they have you fold a note card in half and make like a little tent, and then the tent sticks up so you can remember where your events are. That's cool. And I think that's very clever. 
Okay, so the last part of this is pretty easy, but this is just a little bit more of a world building opportunity. Um, where after the event is declared, which has just been done, um, we both get an opportunity to sort of act as voices of the town. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not necessarily doing like a, a, like a full character, um, but we have three options. We can ask a rhetorical question. So we're not going to get an answer, but it's just a question that might be generative. Um, we can state an opinion. Uh, or we can state a cons show a consequence. Mm. So there can be something that develops as a, as a result of the event happening. Mm. And that those are your options. Okay. And do we, we both do... What is this phase called again? Uh, that is, this is the event phase. Oh, so like the second part of the event phase yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is that. Okay. Yeah. And we both do one? Yes. Do the people of... Wilkes Village deserve the sickness. Um, I'm going to show a consequence. Um, and I, I think I said this a little bit already. I cheated. Um, but I'm going to say that there starts to be a little bit of tension and dissent among the people as they're sort of starting to point th fingers and figure out like sort of who to blame mm. within Wilkes village within Wilkes village. Gotcha. Yeah. Like neighbors aren't maybe as trusting of neighbors as mm. they normally would be. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that. I dig it. Okay. Okay. All right. So that is, that's, that's it. That's a wrap. That's the whole, that's the whole So it's game. just that yeah. until we build a thing. And okay. then, and then basically, and then, it, you know, you just get faster at it. So it's going to be your turn to, Set also don't move your chair because you're gonna run over. Bailey. I see it. she's right there and it's adorable. Um, uh, so you're it's gonna be your turn to set the compass. Okay. So this is sort of the vibe of the round. Um. Uh. Okay. The compass shall be zero sum. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Which I I not to just like be elitist or whatever, but zero sum. To those of you who might not know, it's just basically there's a fixed amount from which we all take. So, like, you know, if you put out, like, a pie on a table, there's a zero-sum amount of pie. And, like, you all get to choose. So if one person has more, that means another person has less. So, like, some of the worst people you'll ever meet assume that, like, everything is zero-sum. And they need to get theirs, and that means other people not getting. So it's a very, like, charged word or phrase. But anyway, so that's what zero-sum means. I really like that. At least in my head. Um, okay, so now you have a couple of different options. One, you can explore the city and you can place a another neighborhood. Um, or you also have the opportunity to place a landmark in either Wilkes Village or down by the mines. And hmm. keep in mind, a landmark does not have to be like, oh, that's where the George Washington Monument is. It can be like the mailbox where a guy hmm. sent a sad postcard. It can uh, be gotcha. like the tree that my dog pees on. It's like a more specific location within. Yeah, you're basically uh, zooming into the neighborhood and you're highlighting one facet of that that like interests you or excites you. Ooh, this is fun. Okay. It's, All right. Yeah. It's Here we one, go. This is like one of those games where I love playing games like this, but it so quickly becomes like, oh, holy shit, I really can do any, like, you know, I can yeah. really focus and focus and focus. I mean, feasibly, you could play, this is me like ADHD building castles in the sky here, but you could play one game of this 
yeah. for 40 years yeah. <laughs> and just make like this epic fucking city and, and yeah. whatever. There's a there's another version of this game called Microscope that's a little bit more expansive where mm. where it's there's a little bit more to it, but it's sort of that same fundamental of you start big and then you zoom in and then you zoom in and you zoom in. Cool. And so uh, hashtag surprise announcement. <laughs> Haha, bet you didn't know this was going to happen today. Um, I'm going to be uh, DMing at D3 at C and that's what we're going to do. We're going to do because I'm there's going to be three rounds of play and so we're going to play microscope for the first one and then for the second one i am trying to decide what i want to do and then on the third one we're going to play 10 candles and we're going to destroy the city that we built <laughs> it's going to be a three phase thing cool so if you want to go to d3 at c in october sign up to be at my table that's really cool. I didn't know you were doing that there. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you're going to be there too. Well, I know. I'm, I know. I didn't know that, that I thought you were doing D and D. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't know that I couldn't not do D and D. And then I asked, and they were like, "Yeah, absolutely." So nice. Gonna, so I'm really stoked about that. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to do another neighborhood. Okay. Just because I I, I want there to be like an uh, uh, an east and west egg type situation going on, you know. Okay. Um, I'm going to say there's another town. It's on the very west side of town, like closest to the mines. Like, it's not close to the mines because they're in the friggin' mountains, but, like, you know, it's on the very western side of, like, the city proper. Okay. Um, and it's going to be called Trunch Fort. <laughs> I don't know why, but those, that series of sounds sounded like the name of the town. Okay. So there's Trunch Fort. Okay. Um, its reputation is Scrappy. <laughs> okay. We'll say, we'll say Scrappy... Can I? I'm gonna do a couple. Yeah. Short, scrappy, resilient, and harsh. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what somebody might see while they were like walking down just like the street? Yeah, a lot of things that people have fixed themselves. Like people, they don't have the money to like buy any stuff, nor do they have the money to get stuff like properly fixed. So there's a lot of like, you know, clotheslines that are made of like several smaller ropes <laughs> that they tied into a longer one. Um, the trash is sort of dealt with internally because, again, they're resilient, like they're resourceful, uh, but they don't have a lot. And so um, <laughs> trash is like taking care of variably, you know, um, so let's not say that like the streets are littered in trash, but it's more like um, the trash only gets cleaned up if like people decide to do it. You know, they don't have like a system in place. It's more just like, you know people individually taking their trash to like the landfill or whatever they did or burning it more likely actually at the time. Um, uh, streets aren't paid very well. Um, uh, quieter than you'd expect. Um, because most of the people who live there work very long, long days, usually in the mines. So during the day, there's not really anybody there. Um, uh, and if they are there, they're like inside. Cause why would you be outside? You know, it's disgusting. So basically anybody who's old enough and whatever, like works in the mines in this town. So during the day, it's surprisingly quiet at night. It's, it's loud and full of like cheap fun, you know? So there's not necessarily like a bar, but there is a lot of drinking. So there are probably like places where people go, but they're not like official places. It's just like a stoop that's good for sitting. Um, and I wouldn't say that like it's full of criminals and stuff. It's not. Um, I mean, it kind of, but, but it's, it's more just, people who are very used to things being really hard and having to do whatever they have to do for basically for their families, essentially. Um, if somebody there needs $40 and their best way of getting it is robbing somebody, they're going to do that. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but they'll probably go somewhere else to do that because that's where the money is. But either way, so it's not necessarily like a bad part of town or a good part of it, but it's a part of town that does what it needs to do to continue surviving, which at times can be seem like immoral, but it's just people trying to survive. Yeah. And so it's true name shall be whatever the cost. Nice. Boom. Trunch Fort on the map, baby. Nice. Okay, um, I'm also going to place another neighborhood, because uh, I feel like we need some options. Um, and I'm going to say that at the heart of our yet unnamed town, there is a park. And it's a small little green space with a couple of trees uh, and like a little fence. And it's kind of the place that people go to like, you know, on Sundays, they'll go and like they'll walk in the park. And, you know, if you meet a special lady, you take her on a picnic um, in the park. Um, And we're going to say that it's called Arden Meadows because I'm not feeling creative. Um, And Arden Meadow is kind of the, it's like verdant, it's calm, um, and it's, it's kind of a place that people really respect, um, because green space is not super easy to come by. Like it's not, I'm not picturing the town being like in a desert. Um, but you know, it's a little scraggly, it's a little scrubbity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having this like place where it's just like natural beauty that like we we work with and we get along with, like people take that really seriously. Mm. What's the park like at night? The park is one of the only places in town that has street lights. Cool. During during the nighttime. So it's fairly well illuminated. Gas or electric? Um, gas. Um, gas street lights. And there is a church that is sort of like just down the block. Um, and so the park is actually really nice to sit at at night because you'll hear like the choir kind of practicing out the windows of the church. Cool. And, um, you know, there's a lady who teaches piano lessons across the street. And so sometimes there's like just kind of like free music concert, that type of thing. Um, and during the summers when the days are longer, um, it's a place where people stay out quite late. Um, but it's with their families. You know, it's not like a like there's not crimes happening it's oh this is a place where we can sit and and share community for you know a while before you know we have to go anywhere mm. um and its true name is the gathering place cool cool <clears throat> okay and now my friends that is that round um because rounds are fast depending on how many people you have and how yeah. like descriptive you want to get yeah because i'll go forever i was That's gonna say <laughs> i will go forever <laughs> i could have definitely just kept going um, describing trench for but years. okay so you get to choose an event something happens oh yeah um child labor law is coming to effect i know right Jesus. <laughs> um let's say um funds are diverted from managing arden meadow park okay um, and like upkeeping our to yeah. uh, getting water to people in Wilkes Village. Okay, we'll say half. So like the bu- okay. the budget for maintaining our gets cut in half to go towards allocating money to get water to Wilkes Village. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put budget cuts. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So then we both get to ask a question, state an opinion, or show a consequence. Um, how? Uh, okay, I'm gonna uh, ask a question. 
where will I go if Arden Meadow goes away? Mm. Um, uh, I suppose I will say a consequence, um, which is that the people of Trunchfort um, grows resentment towards the people of Wilkes Village because Arden Meadow was one of the only like nice places that was free to go to because it was a public park. And so, and they've been drinking fucking dirty water forever. So they're like mad. They're growing resentment towards the people of Wilkes Village because, you know, fuck them. And <laughs> they're taking our public park. Basically. Okay. Okay. And that's it. And that's around. Cool. That's so around. You want to pick a compass? Yeah. Uh, so my compass is going to be, I lost the marker. Um, my compass is going to be the choices we make. Okay. Um, and I'm going to place this round. I'm going to place our first landmark. Ew. Um, and I'm going to have in Wilkes Village... I'm going to say that there is a house that sort of functions as the seat of government. Um, Wilkes Village was kind of like the the older part of the city where like most people sort of like started building when the town was first built. Um, and so there sort of just became sort of these like organic gathering places. And so the landmark of the mayor's house, uh, Mayor's house is a place where a lot of things happen. Um, not necessarily all official government business. There's poker games and, you know, his wife plays the piano and, you know, people will gather there. And so it's kind of this this place that is seen as the seat of government. But what it really is, is like a place to have your influence felt. Mm. Um and so its true name is the seat. No, the table. Yeah, cool. That's better. Uh, I don't know. And it's nice. It's a nice house. Opulent. Opulent. Yeah, it's pretty opulent for the area. And um, there's like poker tables and shit. <coughs> Bless you. Okay. And we're going to say that that is in Wilkes Village, and that's where that goes. Okay, it's your turn. Um, I think, I think I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go ahead and do a resident. Ooh, um, in the mayor's house? In the mayor's house, Okay. Yeah. You also don't, we don't have to use those colors. Those ones are hard to read. Oh, they are. Do you want to use yellow again? Yeah, thank you. It's fine. I lost my lavender post-its. I don't know where they went. Aw, no, we'll get you some lavender posties. I lost them. I lost all my posties. Um. So the the resident. So when you the, so the way so the way the here I'm gonna read it off the thing because I'm gonna biff it. Um. Boop 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 boop. Meeting residents. Resident are residents are the individual characters and people who inhabit the city and are nested inside of landmark cards. A landmark can contain multiple residents. Um. To meet a new resident, take a card right. R. Um, 
Like a neighborhood and landmark, each resident needs a title, a common name known to all. Let a resident's title inform their personality and vice versa. Write their title at the top of the card and write their pronouns next to that. Uh, describe this resident briefly to the table. If they have a noteworthy profession or other important qualities, feel free, free to write that information down, but don't spend too much time writing. Just use a few words. What you say aloud is always more important than what you write. Um, like neighborhoods and landmarks, every resident also needs a true name. Um, unlike neighborhoods and landmarks, however, a resident's true name is established through collaboration during a vignette. So that's what we're going to do. Um, mm. So a vignette is a brief glimpse into a resident's daily life. To begin a vin vignette, the current player decides where the scene takes place. So the location should be connected in some way to the landmark. Um, the current player embodies the resident. Other players play various aspects of the setting, the weather, music, local flora and fauna, sight, smells, taste, the passage of time, or other characters in this scene. You can literally do whatever you want. A player embodying the resident may make a broad scene request to their co-players. Could someone play one of my family members or let's frame this as a montage of my regular customers, or I'd like this to be a solo scene. Please only be abstract elements in the space. Um, and then you basically do that. And then the scene is over when the current player knows the resident's true name in its entirety. So the last part of the scene ends when the player when know. you decide on <clears throat> the on the resident's true name based on the information that you've gathered in the vignette. Cool. And so the resident, like, let's say the landmark was like Mr. Johnson's mailbox or something. Mm -hmm. The resident doesn't have to be Mr. Johnson. It's, it's just something like a kid walked by yeah. and hit it with a baseball yeah. bat. You know, yeah, you could be the kid hit it with a baseball bat. You could be Mr. Johnson. You'd be Mrs. Johnson waiting mm -hmm. for a letter from him to come home from the war. It could be the mailman. Mm -hmm. You could even hypothetically be the letter. Cool. You know what I mean? Wow. You got, you got options. Um, you got options. Then I will say, if I sit back here, will they be able to hear me? Yeah. I would just, my back hurts. Oh, I'm sorry, bubs. We can also take a break too, if you want. We should take a break, maybe after this round. Sure. Okay. Um, let's say I'm going to make... I'm going to introduce the resident of Henry... Ford. <laughs> Henry Cahill. The second. The second. Or the third, I suppose it would be. Ooh. Otherwise, that would be junior, right? Yeah, I think seconds are always... No. It's just junior. It's just juniors? Yeah. Right? Because... Yeah. Or is it just if, the first would be because if you're name. Henry and then I'm Henry, I'm Henry Jr. So then would my kid be Henry the third or Henry, Henry the, the third. second? The third. The third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it because there's no zero Henry? Yeah, that would just be Henry. Okay. Henry. Henry the first. And once I guess once they had Junior, he would be Henry Senior. Yeah. You know. I don't know why I got so hung up on that. I know. Anyway, I think it's fascinating because it wasn't always the case. Like I remember, I took Russian lit in high school. It was fucking awesome, and. uh all like a lot of the czars of Russia's had the same name. Yeah. And so it was just, so you would say Ivan the first because right. there's so fucking many of them. So you'd yeah. be like, Ivan the first, Ivan the second, Ivan the there's third. There's at least eight Henrys. I don't get it. Henry the eighth. Oh, Henry the eighth. Okay. That's a Shakespeare joke. That was good. Okay. That was good. Um, so, so I'll say Henry Cahill the third. Oh, sorry. wow. Um, and uh, Henry Cahill is a frequent visitor of the mayor's mansion okay um he's friends with i mean you could say friends but he, he's he's sort of the worm tongue to the to the mayor oh um, that he's known the mayor only once it became useful but once it became useful to know the mayor he like 
cozied real he's a he's a grifter basically okay um but he's like a really successful grifter like a you know he has the ear of of the mayor of town um do we does he have to be doing anything specific in this context it's just um so Henry Cale, so we'll say so um, first let's see what does he look like what do you see when, when uh Henry Cale, he's tall but sort of ghoulish so he's <laughs> he's skinny a very long gaunt face um abian nose you know very pointy pointy features he's probably six four we'll say um uh very into appearances um he makes sure that all of his clothes are things that he could be like caught in like he's never wearing something that would be you know even when he's alone in his house like going to bed it's like a nice nightgown or something like that just in case somebody were to see him so like appearances are everything to him i mean his appearance um so he's wears on most days he's wearing um either a black gray or blue suit um on hotter days he wears um uh just like the two pieces so like just the vest and the mm-hmm. the nice shirt um french cuffs for sure um is he actually a third or does he use that as an affectation to sound fancier than he actually is that's good. nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows i mean you know i guess why would you assume he's lying but like maybe not yeah. you know he he's not from here also um he sort of moved here at some point for vague reasons he never really explained to anybody um it could be like a joker's scars situation where he just sort of gives random different answers to whoever <laughs> whatever he feels like um he's tall dark featured um uh a mustache uh uh wire frame like circle glasses um and a pocket watch that he checks way too much <laughs> like there's no reason why he would have to keep checking his pocket watch okay like i, I don't want to like force it but like a suspicious amount okay we're like what is he waiting for? why does he have to know the time so all precisely the time. all the time okay. you know um and he's never really like nobody's really seen him without the pocket watch like which is not to say i mean everybody fucking had pocket watch. well everybody of certain so it's yeah. not like strange that he would always have it but he always has it okay. like always has it okay so we go now to henry cahill the third what is he doing and what is our vignette gonna be um henry cahill let's see i keep wanting to say henry cavill i know i think that's <laughs> probably where it came from um hmm let me think well, you're thinking uh-huh. I need to retcon something because okay, right. I forgot a step. So when we pl- place a landmark, um, you place like the name of it. So the mayor's house. But you also need to give it an address oh. location. So I'm going to say that it's on the corner of Main Street and Broadway Court Street. Court Street, just Broadway. <laughs> cool um so he's going into the mayor's house um uh unannounced but it's not unusual so it's like he just kind of shows up and they'll say like mr cahill's here for you or whatever you know yeah um so he's walking up the sort of opulent marble steps of the mayor's house the mayor's mansion um about to ring the doorbell and he hmm and he has on his person um a briefcase in which there's sort of a set of papers that are 
pitching um, privatizing the water in, um, I'm going to say Sonoya Springs. Sonoya Springs. Okay. Um, because the water comes from springs in the mountains. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, in that briefcase, he has plans or like a pitch to the mayor to privatize, um, yeah, the water okay. in Sonoya Springs. And then it's here, Vignette Vigan. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we need Foley work. I know, right? I was, was going to knock on you, something and I didn't want to You have like... the power to end the scene when you feel like you've figured out his true name. So we can go for like as long or as short as you want. Okay, okay, okay. Don't um, feel like you have to be like, now a half hour in props. <laughs> cool. But, you know, you also yeah, can. Surely. All right, so he's walking up the steps. Can you be the butler who opens the door? Yes. Mr. Cahill. <laughs> He's an old butler. He's an old butler. Mr. Cahill. Mr. Cahill. Um, ah, hello. Uh, hello, I'm here to see the mayor, please. Uh, I'm so sorry, son. Uh, he's not here right now. Oh, do you know when he'll be back? Uh, I heard that he was going down to uh, Trunch Fort for the day. Something about some trouble with the water. Something like that. There's trouble with water in Trunch Fort, too? Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I've, I've heard a few things, a few rumors. Mm. As I, as he says that, uh, uh, Cahill gets sort of, not a smile, but like his, the corner of his mouth wants to smile and you can see his, his eyes squint a little bit. Um, and he says, all right. And he looks down at his briefcase and debates like dropping it off, um, but he's been carrying this pitch on him for a while, waiting for the exact right moment to to insert it into the mayor's like life. Um, and so he debates leaving the um, the pitch and ultimately decides to give it to him. Um, he says, could you deliver a, a, a package for him to him when he returns? Oh, of course. Do you have a message or anything that you'd like me to put along with it? Yes, hold on. And he lifts up his briefcase into one hand. So he's like, as if he's been doing this for a billion years. He like uses sort of his left hand as like a table, like holds up the briefcase, click, click, opens it, um, and just immaculate on the inside. And he pulls out just the crispest fucking little <laughs> folder boy. And it's got one of those cool, like, um, little twine ties yeah. thing, keeping it shut. Yeah. And he goes, can you give this to him, please? Of course. Thank you very much. And, uh, you, returns. Like to leave a note or? Uh, no, just tell him Mr. Cahill was here to see you. Cahill was here. Uh, and shall I, uh, Tell him what time he'll be returning. Tell him I'll return to see him at 5.15. I will do so. Thank you very much. Welcome. Have a great day. Oh, and as he turns, he goes, sorry, what was your name? Jenkins. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. Um, Jenkins, thank you very much. Yes. And then he turns. I've worked here for 40 years. We've met many times before. It's fine. It's, I'm just going to go cry in my butler's bed. Right? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, as I guess, as, as, uh, Mr. Cahill walks down the steps, he reaches the end of sort of like the path, you know, walkway up to the house. So he's officially sort of left the property and he looks and he stands for a second and he sort of looks at the ground and squints and shifts his eyes from side to side, like calculating. And then very quickly sort of finishes thinking and smiles and walks down the street. What's going on? What? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, what's his true name? His true name is um, 
Hmm. My first thought was the king of leeches. That's great. That's really good. Cool. Let's do that. The king okay. of leeches. King of... Because he's a leech in that he, like, grabs onto people and, and like, sucks their whatever up for his own base of parasite. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's really good. But leech intent implies, like, low status. Yeah. But he's not like, oh, this guy's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is the best leech. Yeah. Um, so the king That's of leeches. That's really good. Thanks. That's great. Okay. So uh, now it's time for an event. Oh, uh, and I guess you set the compass, so yeah. that's that's all you. I'm learning. <laughs> I have a really interesting idea, with your permission. Sure, please. Um, that night, Henry Cahill III uh, returns to the mayor's house at 5.15. They have a discussion um, about the context of the envelope, and, and the mayor is, you know, Kind of gives him a, like, well, we need to talk about this more at length. I'm not prepared to make uh, any more decisions. Um, and as they step out, they're they're a little confused because it's it's, uh, it's much brighter than it would normally be. He's there for several hours. And it's early spring, so, you know, it's, it's still not light out super late. Um, but that night, it is extremely bright. And the two men look up at the sky and there's this big sort of maybe it's a comet maybe it's a star maybe it's a planet in some strange alignment but there is a bright light in the sky where there has never been one before um oh so it, it's not moving it's just a fixed it's, light. it's just yeah it's just like it's just there mm. um and as henry cahill goes to compulsively check his watch uh he looks down and his watch is stuck Bro! And it is here that we will take a break. Yeah! High five! Stop watches! Twilight Zone! There was time now. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a different one.